Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk with Jeff and John. How are you doing today, John? Hola, como esta? <laughs> nice. I know that one. That's Espanol. Or Mongolian, whichever which way you <laughs> choose. You're never going to let me live that one down, are you? <laughs> so, but I do think you tried to learn Mongolian. You did Mongolian one time, right? No, uh-uh. We ta- you talked about it. Never. Oh, well, then I don't know why that's in I my... I swear, Mongolian. <laughs> so you've, you've had a pretty exciting last week or so. You uh, did your backpacking trip in the Joshua Went Tree. Went to Joshua Tree. Took the wife out to Joshua Tree. Yeah, what did she call it? Um, hiking? Hike camping. Hike camping. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. At first, I'm like, I didn't get it. And she's like, well, you get to go car camping, right? And so, and, like, bike, and bike camping. And bike camping. Right. And so, hike camping. I'm like, you are the most wonderful women I've ever met. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. It's I like pretty that. smart. I, I never like, thought of I it. Like, I like camping. how that, uh, but that was her first trip, though, right? Her uh, first backpacking trip or yeah. hike camping trip? Hike camping trip. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, I saw pictures. Uh, you, it was beautiful. Yeah. And and she loaded up. She carried gear. She was she carried gear. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like off the couch, right on the gear into good. Joshua Tree. It was good. Yeah, yeah. We made it a two nighter. Yeah. You know, so um, just just so that you know, I could spend the night for two nights, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, second day was windy. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Right. Yeah. Um. So I was ready to come home, uh, just because of the wind. Yeah. But you you also said that once y'all got camp broke down and packed up and started heading out the, the wind, wind died. <laughs> I was furious. I couldn't believe it. That seems to be the way it goes though, right? Right. Well, yeah. cuz that one time that we were out there, we were like, yeah, let's stick it out, but it never died. It never stopped. Yeah. yeah. We so, okay. Got beat up so much for that. Right. However, on the way back home, we stopped over at Sherman's Deli in Palm Desert. There you go. And oh man, made up that for it. You yummy. you you talked about the the lox Benedict eggs, ben- eggs Benedict with uh, Nova Scotia lox. I never would have thought they would have put smoked salmon inside eggs Benedict, and how nice, just flavorful it was. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, the whole like if you put have to put a one in Tabasco, like you're trying to cover up for something. Right. I didn't need anything. Anything. And I was trying to slow down and just savor every bite. It was. It, she was laughing at me, because yeah. of just how uh, nerdy I was. But it was so good. <laughs> I, I'm. I, I'm going to talk about it for the rest of my life. Nice. Oh. Well, I saw pictures. It looked pretty tasty. You demolished it. So oh, killed that thing. You, it was. It was gone. So uh, as we sit here today, fall is among us. Oh my gosh, I'm so in love. Yeah, um, and fall means different things to everybody. Pumpkin spice, everything, candy corn, being able to wear hoodies and beanies. Uh huh. Football, the fall classic, i.e., World Series, which is what I'm really excited about. And it also means the launch of new model year for bicycles. So we'll get into that and talk about some of the things we're excited about with uh, the bikes that we deal with. But um, looking back at our notes and discussing uh, in depth some of the bikes that we've discussed and the different riding styles that we've discussed, we've really neglected road bikes as far as like, as far as dissecting it down the way we have some of the other riding that we've done. So I felt that only fair I know, right? Just, yeah, to, and 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 if I'm not mistaken, the majority of our listeners are road bi- road bikers, <laughs> right? Yeah, because all the mountain bikers seem to join us in studio, <laughs> and and that's like me and Vinny, I think. Uh, yeah. So that might be the only mountain bikers. Well, Jordan, he he mountain bikes a little bit downhill, you know, <laughs> and he does road bike a little bit too. So mm-hmm. he he's got both avenues covered. So. Let's talk a little bit about road biking this week and just see if we can, uh, you know, uh, fine tune it as much as we've done some of the other riding styles that we have. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So we always started the, we've always started all the other classifications with, uh, like, uh, a definition. So what would be your definition of, uh, of road biking and what are, what are we, what are we looking at or what are we talking about? You think? Mm -hmm. So the, 
the 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 definition of a road bike or at least some features of a of what makes up a road bike is that ram's horn looking handlebar so um we call it a drop bar um and uh most people just really ever attributed a road bike to it's a 10 speed all right a 10 speed was a road bike um a 10 speed is a racing bike yeah all right um so you know i can only imagine it derived from the 60s and 70s when it was th- these road bikes were 10 speeds you know two in the front five in the back um but uh uh that really had nothing to do with the fact that it was a road bike right just okay it was a 10 speed road bike Right or a ten-speed bicycle. Yeah, that seemed to be the nomenclature growing up. But like, oh, funny. I got a ten-speed, ten new ten-speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so even after you know it went away from ten and went into twelve, the whole point was everyone was calling it. It's a ten-speed. Ten-speed bicycle. Yep. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's how uh, well accepted it, it became. Right. Everyone understood it that way. Um, so we like to call it a road bike. And for all intents and, intents and purposes, a road bike is meant for being on the road. So not really for dirt, not really for, goodness gracious, trails, you yeah. know, dirt, dirt, right? you know, Just, stuff. So it's a concrete pavement type bicycle. Um, and the reason for it is um, it's uh, in a more, way more aggressive positioning um that allows you maximum efficiency um and maximum power um of course you know you have to be in the right uh <laughs> setup uh, uh appropriate to your body um but uh, you're gonna get the best advantage um, um on this type of bicycle for speed so that's a road bike yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, again, we'll, we'll we'll dive into other aspects of it, but that, you know. So for case. for our general general classification, we're talking the drop bars or the the curved down bars, and correct. So that's we're referring to that as a road bike. Now, in that, there's there's like your race bike or bike that are this designed to, for racing, right? Are, but there's also a comfort bike. I mean, they're all can be designed for racing, but there's different styles, right? There's one that's designed for to be more comfortable over long distances, and there's one that's sort of designed to just be uber aggressive, super fast, and not really have any any creature comforts to it. And, and is yeah, that right? Okay, so so you know, so, um, you, you're you're throwing me a, a softball here, okay? Uh, because you know, um, any bicycle we can race on. True. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and uh, uh, ultimately, these are all race bikes. It's just that we don't have to race on them. Okay. And ninety-eight uh, percent of us in this world do not race, and therefore we're, we could still ride these road bikes. And then these guys, these bicycles, can be souped up for pro-level racing. You know, with high you know your highest end components right right um but the platforms the platform the platforms are friendly to all okay okay so um you have three general categories um within the road bikes um there's your uh criterium um um yeah, your crit bike. Okay, but be, go ahead and explain then what a criteria. I will. Is. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So there's your crit bike. All right. Um, there's your endure endurance bike. Okay. Um, and then there's your aero bike. Okay. All right. Or aerodynamic bike, I guess we'll call it whatever. Okay. Um, so the criterion bike that's that's really been the most traditional one. That's your, and again. Well, not again. Um, at face value, when you just look at a bicycle, you won't have much of a clue which one it is. 
until you really start to get into the geometry, um, the, 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 the features, you know, of that frame. Um, so for us, you know, who are around it enough, we can go, okay, you know what, that's, you know, that there's again, some identifying features that we, we can tell, right. That it, it might be an endurance bike or an aero bike or things like that. Okay. But for the normal person, it's difficult. So it's really based on the geometry, right? And the geometry, you, you can't even use a ruler to do it. You, you got to really just trust the, 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 the geometry charts mm -hmm. <laughs> that are provided to you um, and or you ride the bicycles and then you figure it out okay so you're talking about like seat seat, seat angle angles and head, head and tube head, angles head tube heights okay right yeah um so again that these are literally we're talking degrees of things right right okay um but um your your criterion bike and, and you know uh, people can call it other things right um uh, it's, it's your, they call it the classics bike. Um, um, but based around kind of racing terminology, um, it's that these bikes have been your all around, uh, all around performing bicycles. So the idea on a crit bike, and again, I'm going to call that tonight, call it that tonight. Okay. All right. Uh, the idea on the crit bike is it's got a shorter wheelbase and a, a shorter head tube. And the head tube is what is you, where your handlebars are connected to, where your fork goes into at the front. Okay, right. that's yeah. a head tube. <laughs> um, and so it's a shorter head tube, um, and uh, by it being a shorter head tube, your handlebar is technically, technically, <laughs> um, lower um, than normal, uh, meaning that uh, it would it's going to be at the very minimum level with your seat or lower than your seat. Okay. So when you're on the drops or on the handlebars, you're really, you're really bent over. When you're on the hoods. Yeah. The hoods is where your shifters are. Yep. All right. Um, and then, so the drops is where you're in the Ram's horn area. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when you're Uber, Uber, you know, low. Um, but even at, at the hoods, um, it, it's still pretty aggressive. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then that shorter wheelbase. Um, these these two identifying features, the short head tube, the short wheelbase, um, makes the bike very agile. Like we're talking like Formula One, super nimble, type super quick, right? Racing, yeah, correct, right. But handling wise, like through corners, fast, and, yeah, very oh. very agile, very okay. agile, right? So to put into perspective it's good to understand the endurance geometry. So the endurance geometry, that one's got a taller head tube and a longer wheelbase. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then once in a while, a manufacturer will put in some type of bumper, um, uh, uh, something that will flex um, so that it will help to uh, reduce the amount of vibration coming into your body. Okay. Um, so it's just trying to make it more comfortable. Right. Um, but just because it becomes more comfortable doesn't make it less race friendly or more racy, more race friendly. Right. Um, it's just a fact is that it's just making it more comfortable. That's purely it. Um, so taller head tube, longer wheelbase, longer wheelbase is going to make it more stable. Um, so not as agile, but the difference now is, you know, if I equated the crit bike to a formula one car, Formula One, right? Like the indie indie cars, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I would equate the endurance bike to a NASCAR, right? So a NASCAR, for what it's worth, just goes, <laughs> you know, uh, in circles. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Very fast in circles. Um, so there's not whole not a lot of turning going on. Um, whereas Formula One, oh my gosh, they're doing all these curves, S turns, and everything who knows like what, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's where the agility really comes into play. So an endurance bike, for what it's worth, is going to be less agile. And again, you know, we're, we're, sometimes we're splitting hairs here, right? right because yeah. it doesn't mean you can't turn a corner at all, but it's just the fact is that you can't turn it, turn a corner as well as a crit bike. Right. Um, and then the taller head tube allows you to be more comfortable. 
So um, design still is on a road bike. You're going to be at least, you know, on the hoods level with your saddle. Some people uh, maybe are just having a little bit, you know, uh, more issues with their backs or whatever. And so then a little bit of the age thing, the age thing. Right, right. Not as nimble. Um, And then so the handlebars will come up above the saddle, but it can still be below the saddle, the the, the level of the saddle. um, And you can still really be pretty aggressive on it. Okay. Right. Um, However, you cannot change the wheelbase. Okay. Um, So that's your... Endurance bike. Endurance bike. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and then lastly, it's your aerodynamic bike. Now, for what it's worth, well, I'll hold my opinions for just a little bit. But the aerodynamic bike, uh, the way they're classifying that is it is the consolidation, uh, collaboration, whatever conglomeration, any of those big words, um, between a crit bike and a endurance bike. Right. And then let's also make it aerodynamic. All right. Um, so um, for the way they, the way that it's marketed is that it's the best of all your worlds and you can have your cake and eat it too. Right. Yeah. Um, and guess what? Those bikes are pretty sexy. Yeah. yeah super clean. No, no, yeah. no visible cables. Everything's just hidden. Yeah. The bike, yeah, just super nice. So then, in in terms of the bikes that that we deal with, Trek mm-hmm. and the bike that I ride, sure, I ride the Amanda. Right. Is that going to be the Crip bike? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people, I think one of the most popular ones that we sell is the Domani. Domani. Correct. And that's going to be your endurance bike because that has like the Correct. ISO speed. and, But that bike's still fast. There's people that's crazy fast on that bike. They just yeah. like the, the, the road dampening capabilities yeah. for the long. Correct. And then uh, the Madone. And then you got the Madone. Would be our aerodynamic right. bike. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, the Madone is, the, is an evolution of, of bicycles over the last 15 years. Um, so the Madone name has last, has been around quite a while. Yeah. Um, and it has, uh, changed designs over the last, whatever, again, 15 years or more. Uh, Lance Armstrong, uh, he who shall not be named, um, (laughs) was, you know, raced on a Madone. Right. Right. Um, and at that time a Madone was their crit bike. All right. It was their classics bike. It was the, the traditional road bike. All right. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, one fun tip about Trek and the Madone is that because the Madone first existed, um, that name, they wanted to keep it around. Um, and then uh, future bikes came into play, which is you talked about the E-Monda mm-hmm. and then the Domani. Now, if you just take a step back and think about the uh, spelling of such Imanda and the spelling of such Domani and compare that to the spelling of such Madone, those are all the same letters just switched around. Yeah. And same number of letters. They use the exact same. It's the exact same letters, right. So the Madone, fortunately, had three vowels in it (laughs) that they could do such a thing. Right. So literally, Imanda, if again, you could spell Madone out of it. And Domani, you can spell Madone out of it. And uh, most people, when they see Domani, it looks like Domain. Right. But, you know, we're just trying to church it up. Yeah. So Domani, right? So you could also look at it like the 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 Madone was first and all the other ones came after it. They, yep. And therefore... They're using the same letters and same technology, same manufacturing process, and same same philosophy yeah. behind the bikes, yeah. just for yeah. different purposes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. all interesting yeah. how it all ties together. Yeah. So I um I got my first Madone in two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah, about so. And it was a Madone five point two. Uh huh. Um, and then the 5.2 stood for, it was a five series. 
Um, and uh, that's the level of carbon uh, that Trek uses. Um, and then the point two had to do with the component group. And then that was the Altegra component group. Okay. But isn't it now like when you when dealing with the bikes that we have, they they all have numbers. Trek is winning, sure. you know, the the Amanda four, five, six, seven. Um, then when you get up to like certain numbers and it's got the point, isn't that what makes it carbon? Or I know that's on mountain bikes, right? Yeah. So mountain bikes, it's still staying that way. Okay. But um, the road bikes, you and do- the road bikes did not do that. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was literally uh, kind of that first whole number signified what level it was. Yeah. Um, so there was the one series and two series, um, um, and those were aluminum frames, and then the three series and up were carbon frames. Yeah. So there was uh, really, it was like a Madone 3.1, Madone 4.1. Right. You know, Um um, but, uh, I mean, again, the, the, there's been f- different iterations of this, but, you know, the, for what it's worth, there was a 1.1, a 2.1, 2.3. They never really assigned it a Madone name, uh-huh. you know. Um, but, yeah, so you got that. And speaking of, well, we had a Series 1 in the shop today that went out. That mm-hmm. thing was super clean. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, he, write, he writes it a lot, but it was clean. Yeah, so. he took, takes really good care yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, so, Um. Oh, go ahead. Um, well, no, because I, I, I was just, because I ride an Amanda, and there's a lot of people who ride the Damani, and um, the uh, the Madone, a few uh, a few people ride that yeah, yeah, in our group, yeah. but... um. Well, okay, so that's what I was going to get to is that, um, so I, you know, I had that fi- Madone 5.2, right? And that was a 2009 model. Um, and it had aero features back then. Um, but for what it's worth, or not but for what it's worth, for what it's worth, yeah. um, it was, you know, um, their, their, their flagship model, right? The Madone series. Um, and uh, the, let's see. There was another Madone after that. They redesigned it, and it just had a different looking frame, but still really the same idea. Um, and then around 2013, um, they introduced the uh, the Imanda. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, let me take that back. Around 2011, 10, 11, uh, they introduced the Domani. Right. Right, and then Domani again was your endurance bike, and it was designed to be more comfortable. Uh-huh. Um, so I ended up getting a Domani five point two, you know, after that, um, and uh, that one, um, I had it, I had it custom painted, and it was yellow and blue. Uh, it was the, the frame was yellow and I just accented it with blue, right. blue, uh, uh, bar tape and blue cables and stuff like that. So it was always really cool. Um, and people are always like, are you UCLA fan or whatever? <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, I just like yellow and blue. They're actually on the opposite ends of the color spectrum. Yeah. Op- yeah on the color wheel. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's why I did it. I had no clue, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that was going to be brewing colors. But I just, it was the big contrast, you know? Um, so I was on that for about two seasons. Um, and then the Amanda came out, and then I hopped onto the Amanda. Now, the Amanda's claim to fame is their uh, Trek's lightest weight production bicycle. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Even lighter than the previous Madones. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely fell in love with the Amanda. Over the Madone, over the Domani. Um, truth be told, again, this is Jonathan speaking here. Right. Um, I really ended up not liking the Domani. Um, you know that 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 you know every every strength is it, it turned around as it's also is also a weakness. Uh-huh. Right? Would you agree with that? Right? No, yeah, because I I'm the same way. Everyone touts. You know, mm-hmm. and our, and our good buddy Tim, mm-hmm. he 
you he you couldn't say anything bad about yeah. the Damani yeah. around Tim because yeah. he was yeah. a one hundred percent Damani yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah, and and so again, not that it's bad, but again, what fits your bill, right? What yeah. what make, makes you happy, type thing, you know? And so the what I recognized was. Um, the, again, the Domani, the features of it was that it had a longer wheelbase so that it was supposed to be more stable for riding. Mm-hmm. Um, and for what it's worth, it was too stable for me. <laughs> I felt it. Well, yeah, because I could feel the difference like going down some of the hills we go down. It, it Even though it carves and, and, and goes, it feels like it's lagging, like when you want to dive it into uh-huh, a corner. Cause right, it right. seems like uh-huh. it... Because it's dampening all the vibrations. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're, yeah. So you're not feeling much of the road. See, and, and I really like being able to feel the road. Exactly. Right? You know? And that was that was my thing. It was yeah. like, I, I, f- I don't feel like um, I'm, I'm, I'm the rider of this bicycle. I feel like now I'm a passenger. Yeah. Because it's doing everything for me. Yeah. And like, eh. Like, that, that's why it's so popular right now. Yeah, because it's so comfortable to ride. It's so easy to ride. I just didn't want that, you know. Yeah, and I think it comes back from, you know, on the steel bikes, then going to the aluminum bikes, then riding, you know, the the beer can Cannondales when I was first riding. Mm-hmm. I like the harshness. I like being able to feel. You yeah, know, you right, can, right. And when you uh-huh. turn it and and dive in, you uh-huh. can feel uh-huh. the bike doing right. what it's supposed to and, do. And and that's that's what we use as you know, kind of our sales pitch of. This is why you don't want a crit bike, yeah. You know, and that's why you should consider a Domani because, oh my gosh, you know, after an hour of riding, your all your your hands are just yeah, you, you know numb, and you're just you're, it's all jittering and and you know uh, fatiguing your body type thing. So you should get an endurance bike, right? But I'm like, wait a minute, I I do like when it jitters what? my body. No, and, yeah, I like I like you know. the response. I mean, responsive. I think that's the it's best totally. way. Totally, uh-huh. and I like having the feedback, the mm-hmm. feedback from the road. Yep. And I really like know that if yeah. I'm hugging a white line and I turn, the bike's not going to lag. That when you make yeah. the move, yeah, or yeah. if you have to, bunny- but I mean, it's still like it's a lag in your head. Yeah. Versus the lag that it's really doing, right? right. Well, because again, I mean, we're talking nanoseconds if if that, you know, of but, what the lag is going to be if there was. Yeah. And then, well, you say the lag is in your head, and then I may be jumping the gun here, and, and we'll just banter back and forth. But people who are chasing ounces, is the weight advantage in your head, you feel, or is there an actual advantage to shaving ounces and, and, and grams and things like that on, on a... And I don't mean to jump the gun here. You just said in your head, and I had my yeah. notes no, to talk you, about. Okay, you did jump the gun. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Um, but uh, the way I'm going to uh, respond to that is I'm going to allude to the Imanda first, okay? Okay. So the so th- I fell in love with the Imanda as soon as I wrote it because it was such a raw sensation. Right. I felt everything of the road. All right. And again, that's the reason why we usually tell people they d- shouldn't get an Imanda because it's such a raw feeling. You better want this. You raw better feeling, want that. Yeah. Right. Um, don't complain that you're 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 sore. You're tired, you know, at the end, because it's again, it's a lightweight bike. It's meant to be raw. Yeah. Right. I felt so fast on that bike. And the key word here is felt. Right. Okay. I don't care how fast you were or I was, but I felt fast. Uh-huh. And that was so encouraging to my soul. Right. And to your psyche and everything. Yeah. Everything. Right. right. You know? So if I feel fast, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think fast and I'm just gonna be more uh, positive, confident with myself. Right. Yeah. And that was the was the most beautiful thing, you know, of what the Imanda could have ever done for me. Certainly, then addressing weight. Anytime you can drop weight on a bicycle, it's really it's really cool, you know. Um, I have a hard time chasing grams just because I know that there are dollar signs. Yeah, that following chasing grams. Chasing grams equates to right. many dollar signs. Yeah, it does right. Um, however, when you know, there is a two pound, three pound difference of a bicycle. Man, that is awesome. It's just, but you're going to pay for it already. Um, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm too lazy to chase grams. So I would rather just buy a whole different component group or buy a frame set that I can tell that it's going to be 300 grams lighter. Right. Right. Um, and, um, you know, on the Amanda that I got, uh, that was their lightest weight frame set. And, uh, uh, that sucker, the frame alone weighed in at 690 grams or something. Mm-hmm. The next frame below it was like 1150 grams. So, so it was a whole pound over a whole pound, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was over a pound difference. Right. Just in the frame. And then, you know, you add on your different components and things like that. So, um, I had always been accustomed to about a 17, uh, high 17 pound bicycle, mm-hmm. right? Road bike. Um, and, and that was pretty light yeah. the way it was that way, you know? Um, um, a thousand dollar road bike is probably 19 pounds, right? So when you spend 3,000, 4,000, you're going to get about a 17 pound bike. The Monda SLR six that I got um, was fourteen and a half pounds. Yeah, that was stupid, um, and it was also seven thousand five hundred dollars. And here I am throwing one hundred ninety pounds on it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw one hundred ninety pounds on a fourteen pound built up bike is like what's going to break first, dude? <laughs> Me. Typically. Oh my gosh. It was um, so cool. And the, the, the lightest bike that that Trek ever made was 10 pounds. And it was a Imanda SLR 10 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but and you can't even, I mean, that's not even UCI approved, right? No, not UCI. Yeah, UCI is, you know, the, the, the kind of the governing body of a lot of race or uh, uh, races. Um, and like even the Tour de France, the Tour de France, uh, they have weight requirements meaning a bicycle cannot weigh less than a certain thing and i think it's like 15 pounds or something like completely that. completely built yeah i think it has to be like 15 yeah, or yeah. 16 so oftentimes um you know the bike manufacturers the teams they'll have really light bikes um such as say might like pretend i have my 14 and a half pound bike and then they're just they're going to uh uh Chase grams, yeah, the to, other way to add it on there to so add that it you on come in right, right, at, right, right at the at minimum fifteen point zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the Imanda was the fast, such a fast bike. It was lightweight. I could tell the difference. So I ride it. I feel it's fast. I and and Vince, not to be confused with Vinny. I think we've discussed that. In the previous, the the two names. So Vince just got an Amanda. Yeah, he got the SL seven. Yeah, with the disc and the DI two. But we were we were talking about some of the things we noticed on the bike. Yeah, it's lightweight. It rails. It tracks. But when you stand up and pedal, how you can feel it kind of lunging. You can feel yeah. it lunge up. That's what I mean. Like yeah. that. It, that's where like it feels fast, right? Like right. it's crazy. And and that's. And that's just pure frame and geometry, right? Yep. When you start getting that type of sensation. Correct. And where there's no flex, no nothing, every every watt you put on the pedal just going in. is going to help propelling you forward. Yeah. Now, on the Damani are the endurance bikes or some of these other bikes is, um, you know, and I'll just segue into to full suspension mountain bikes. When they were first came, came out, Everyone talked about like losing power because the pedal stroke and the and the bob and all that. Going into the these bikes that have these these dampeners as you yeah. call them or isometers or the iso speed or different things in the bike. Do you feel there's power lost? No, in, no. You know transfer power lost at all or no? There's no transfer power loss because the the thing's not at the bottom bracket, right? It's more up at the headset where where yeah, it's flexing in 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 contact areas. Right. Okay. Right. Um, the reason so uh, I get your reasoning and why you're asking this. So I'm gonna try to respond. Um, the just because it's more comfortable doesn't mean you're going to get power loss. Yeah. Um, okay. And it could feel like you're getting power loss, 
because it's trying to be more comfortable. So it's absorbing that those raw vibrations uh-huh. uh, uh, coming into you. So you don't get that sensation of lunging. Lunging. Okay. So it's yeah, more of yeah. a... Uh, Again, it's that raw feeling that I'm talking about. Yeah. You call it lunging. I'm calling it raw sensation. Right. Right. Well, I just... Well, you know, you talked about the bike being nimble and, and super responsive. I just know that when you're on it and you're in a pace line and you're pedaling and, and it's tracking, you're feeling good. But when you drop out of the pace line and pick up the RPMs, you can just feel the bike just go forward. And I think it's just that pure zero flex anywhere in the bike. And it's just all power transfer. Yeah. That's what I really like about it. Yeah. I, you know, and like I said, I've been riding an uber harsh road bike for so long that i wouldn't i don't like the feeling of being comfortable <laughs> if that makes any Isn't sense that crazy well because you know i i blew a wheel up when we were doing our tour de france challenge last uh-huh. year and i had to ride the damani i rode the damani for five days so i got you know 150 miles on the damani mm-hmm. and it i felt weird going downhill it felt, you know, kind of to me, it lacked something, and I because just, it was so stable. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it it's is. So, it's, like, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like going to a fine dining restaurant. Hey, I don't belong here. I don't uh, know. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, so give give me the give me the 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 paper plate and the corn on the cob because that's what I want. I want to be able to just eat, and make a mess. I want to be able to just ride, and I want to know that I've ridden. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and have it all. Five come. years ago, I would not have imagined that the money was going to be our our number one platform um, sold. You know, in the bike shop. Yeah, I didn't the the endurance bike. You know, um, I thought the Monda. You know, the crit bike. That's your traditional deal, and it's fast. Why wouldn't anyone go for that? It's lightweight. Um, right. But man, things have have really changed. You know. Now, there go number three is your Madone. Right. So the Madone is, again, trying to put uh, uh, combine the best of all the worlds. So it's got a short wheelbase. It's got a short uh, head tube. Uh-huh. And then it's got the ISO speed decouplers, which is your dampening system. Um, so it's going to do the lunging, but yet make it comfortable and it's going to be fast and agile, and it's just—it's a pretty awesome bike, really. It is because there is something to be said about the short wheelbase, yeah, with the ISO speed. If I were to pull the 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 the, the true features in in my in my opinion of what makes up each platform, right? Um, it's the short wheelbase. So I prefer short wheelbase over long wheelbase. Um, I really don't care about head tube height. It don't matter, right? Because you can always manipulate that with, with either each, you know. Uh huh. Um, but uh, um, the ISO speed decoupler, which again your dampening system, just to make life to make again to make life more comfortable, right? But with that short wheelbase, you can still feel very spry. No, that's that's a that's a dead sexy bike for sure. Yeah, and just yeah. And how sleek it looks with mm-hmm. everything hidden. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about. Mm. So as a bike rider, right, as a bicycle owner, uh, that is the sexiest thing. It's got internal uh, cable routing. Like it, you, you don't see any cables whatsoever, and it's just beautiful. Right. As a bike mechanic, <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> I was going to say, but the downside to that for the owner is when they come in and want something fixed. It costs a lot of money. And it's like, why does it cost X amount of dollars? Well, it's going to take me three hours to do this because 14 things have to come apart in order to get to that one specific. We are now in the in the age of fuel injection motor uh, motors, right? Well, yeah, it's like literally you're working on a Formula One vehicle. You You are. So and just how everything meshes together and how yeah, like yeah with integration is not a good word sometimes no because because everything's integrated they're all dependent on on each other right and if you do one thing it affects another and then whatever man 
Well, that's like when, when we went to Wisconsin or Waterloo for some of the certified training, and one of the things we had to do was build a Madone. And at that time, Madone was the scariest thing you could build. But they, they teach you there's a step and a procedure. But the one, and just like you said, one, two, three, five, six, seven, time you get to seven and realize you missed four, you can't do eight. <laughs> and that's the truth. So yeah. you, it, and now you're screwed because you've only got an hour and a half to accomplish all eight and you think you're all done and you go to do eight. You can't because four wasn't done. Now you're really screwed. So it really is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. And you, th- this is the part where I really wished that our customers would be more understanding of the time it takes to work on these these high-performance bikes uh-huh. um, and th- the costs. We're not trying to rip people off. We're just trying to get paid for what's fair in a day. Yeah. And these guys, these bicycles just take that much longer a to A lot work of on. time to, to ensure that everything's done right. Yeah. You know? And then so... I, I'm sure it's a sticker shock for most people because if you're used to to paying 15 bucks for a brake adjustment, yeah, <laughs> I mean that brake adjustment is now 50 bucks, 60 yeah. bucks, just because of the three or four steps you have to go before yeah. you actually get to the brake. Uh huh. And heck, heck, just to change the pads on some of them, you got to. Oh my gosh. On the Madone on the front, you got to take those little wings off. You got to take that. That this is the these are the parts where I'm more than happy to be the service manager, right? And no longer be a service tech, because I, I I pity you guys sometimes. You know, I just I, my mind just doesn't have the patience for that stuff anymore. Yeah, you know, I believe I'm fully capable of working on these bikes if I had the patience. Right. Right. But like. In order to do the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and how long it takes to get to eight, right? I'll just I, I I'm gonna go crazy. Your attention span's not there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but but there, on the other side of that, there to me, there's something deeply gratifying um, about. Well, t- well, I mean, it was a mountain bike, but it was. Um, running an internal cable for a dropper post. They had to go through the pivot section. I mean, the bike was a pivot and all the linkage that it had to go through. And when you can get it manipulated up and through and it, and it comes out the other end, there's something deeply satisfying about that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, well, I enjoy it. I actually enjoy running cables. Do and, you? And, and have oh, it. I get so frustrated. I don't know what happened in my brain in the last five years well just because it's become so intricate and i came into it after it was already Uh, intricate so yeah it was no learning curve for me it was like oh damn you got to go through these four things to get there then you just sort of devise a way to yeah to do it so you and you know some of the you know the other you know people who come up with nothing was internally routed everything's all external now it's not only internally routed, but it's internally routed through the handlebars, through the stem, down through the head tube, down through the down tube, through the bottom bracket, out through the chain stay, so it comes out at the dropout, so there's like an inch of cable out. I tell you, if, <laughs> if, if I have to remove a bottom bracket in order to route a cable, I'm done. Like, well, nope. Not only have to remove bottom brackets, but with, with dropper posts now, it seems like yeah. That, that that seems to be the norm in order yeah. to make the bend. So I think we segued way off, but um, <laughs> true. I mean, and, and, and it's funny. Well, pe- people don't blink or they seem not to blink spending six, $7,000 on the road bike they right. want. Uh-huh. But they will blink when you tell them that something's going to cost $150 to fix. Yeah. And yeah. It, I... I personally don't know where the disconnect is. I mean, I maybe it's something we've talked about. Even though they've paid X amount of dollars for it, they still consider it just a bicycle. I mean, bicycle. there's still something of a barrier there, right? Because, like, I would... Well, again, I don't live in this world very much, but I presume to think that someone who buys a Mercedes knows that they are going to pay Mercedes repair prices yeah six hundred dollars for an oil change 
And they don't blink on that, apparently. I don't know. It's $600 for an oil change? Yeah. Okay, that's, I don't own a Mercedes. <laughs> I have never. But no, I've, I've talked to people who have, and they talk about the maintenance Okay. On, on a Mercedes. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, so we, we, we've talked about um, the different types of bikes, and, and we hinted or talked a little bit about weight, and you feel that the weight savings is an advantage? I never got your... Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, um, which... I'll... Go ahead. By the way, it befuddles me that we were on such a kick years ago about weight savings. And then now we got disc brakes that we just added weight back. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the weight savings was an advantage. But now we're saying that disc brakes are the advantage. Because of, because of the stopping power. You think the stopping power outweighs the disadvantage that the weight Apparently. causes? Because now it's really hard to find mid-level and up road bikes without disc brakes. Crazy, right? And and that's happened just since I've been in the industry, and I've only been in the industry just three Crazy. years. Crazy. You couldn't find a road bike when I first started with with disc brakes. Yeah. Or if they did, they were very unreliable, and nobody liked them. Yeah, correct. With the disc brakes, unreliable. Yeah. Now, you... Your your twenty five hundred dollar bikes and up hell we've got fifteen hundred dollar bikes with disc brakes on them. Ergo, it's no longer fifteen dollar brake brake adjustments anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's the fifty dollar brake adjustments yeah. because everything's it's hydraulic and yeah, plungers and pistons and compressed liquids and compressed air and not compressed air and yeah, yeah. So it's not just a cable actuated uh, device I, I, anymore. I really miss the days of fifteen dollar. <laughs> okay. So you you feel that that weight is an advantage. Now, like on the Madone, it you know if you if you put equally equipped Madones and Amandas together, I feel the Amandas little lighter weight. It it has to be okay because there's so much there's more going on with the Madone, so they're not they're not tooting the the, the weight capabilities. The, but then my question is, in your opinion. Does the touted aerodynamic advantages of all the things they've done in Madone outweigh the difference that it's Jeez. heavier? I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, okay, so uh, certain obviously, I'm not an engineer, right? But I have read, you know, uh, read up on different um, white paper journals. Uh huh. Um, and uh, a white paper is that's an interesting name that they use. Yeah. But if uh, a scientist, uh, a, a, a whatever, um, engineers, scientists, whoever wants to do certain studies, if they do a study and they come up with some type of, of new new information, um, they will produce a white paper. Right. And um, that it uh, almost get, goes into a journal, but it's not really a journal. Right. It's yeah. not as sophisticated as like the medical you know, right. journals yeah, yeah. when people are like, oh, my gosh, you you just broke through the whole concussion uh, thing. And now it's going to be, you know, yeah, like the big ones, the New England Medical Journal. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then all the doctors read about it and they go, oh, OK, this is how we now might adopt a, a new process or something yep. like that. Um, but anyhow, uh, uh, the, I have read up on a few uh, white white papers about. Uh, aerodynamics and yaw and and you know how that works and at the end of the day it's like you save two seconds um off a 50 mile bike ride or something like that right that's like olympic level consistency see that's exactly my take on it um they say well, you really feel the aerodynamic advantages when you get to 25 and you hold 25. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't that doesn't happen on the daily yeah. for me. I'll, I'll, I'll peak at 25. <laughs> I ain't holding crap. I'm going downhill. Oh, I can really feel fast going downhill at, at 33. But when I get on the flats, I'm not holding 25. So uh -huh. I don't feel that I'm gaining the right. aerodynamic advantage. Because It seems to me, and I, I could be wrong, but... As you read and talk about, everyone talks about that magic threshold of 25 miles an hour that you really 
feel yeah. the bike dial in, and then at 25 miles an hour, you can start saving seconds off off an hour. Right. You know, right. but right. That's that's a lot of work. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd rather route cables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I I my mind has a has a more difficult time wrapping around sa- time savings. Because you, at that point, you would have to be a very consistent, well-honed machine, right, in order to produce the same level of output time and time again. Yeah. Whereas I just want to feel fast. Yeah. That being said, though, I and I know we've talked about it in the past because I'm a huge believer that wheels make a huge difference. I agree. On a bike, right? Yeah. You know, so wheels are going to make you faster. But it, and it does you don't necessarily because I ride the, the paradigm elites, uh-huh. and to me those wheels are crazy fast. Yeah, and, I, and I've tried. They're nine hundred gram. Uh, hold on, Four, I'm sorry, not nine hundred. Uh, that's for the wheel. Um, fourteen fourteen hundred gram wheel set, and most wheel sets are seventeen hundred gram on average. Yeah, so it's three quarters of a pound difference yeah. for an aluminum. Yeah, and it's not deep dish. And I think just the way the wheel's fast, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it sounds funny because I've talked about it before, but the wheels need to be broken. You need to get about 100 miles on them, then you can really feel mm-hmm. what the wheels will do. Yeah. And, I'm, and I've tried the medium dish, the deep dish, carbon rims, bladed. T- to be more arrow-ish. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, I, and I honestly think that the paradigms, those, those things, of course, I've never been on a pair of X, so I don't know how to compare that, but I think the paradigms... Elites are just yeah. fast, and those wheels will just right. go. Right. And on the bike that I ride, I think it's the perfect complement for what type of riding I like to do and and the enjoyment that I get out of a road bike. Right. Super right. nimble, right. super quick. Well, so again, apples to apples, uh, uh, a 1,400-gram wheel set, uh, aluminum wheel set, is going to be just as fast as a 1,400-gram carbon wheel set. Yeah, because you're talking rotational weight, weight and rotational. Uh, correct, yeah. right. The only advantage that a carbon wheel set, that same 1,400-gram carbon wheel set is, is that the ride sensation is going to feel different. Uh-huh. That's the deal. So there's a weight a weight uh, uh, benefit. Okay. And then there's a, sens- a sensation benefit. Now, I maybe because I haven't been paying attention to to the road fill coming off my paradigms are to the medium dish aluminum. Is it more road sensation coming up through carbon wheels? No, less. Less. Right. So again, it's more, so it's a damping so system. So it's dampening. Okay. I couldn't, I was yeah, confused yeah. on that. Coin. Vibrations have a difficult time, have a much more difficult time traveling through carbon fiber. Okay. That's really the deal. Whereas aluminum, vibrations will travel. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe I just like the whole harshness of everything. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> the the frame, the wheels, I like the complete responsive and the feedback that it's given. Yeah. So basically, we've talked for about an hour on road bikes and I barely scratched the surface. So there's just so much out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, we, you know, we're talking about what we know. So the tracks and then, you know, so you got the three platforms, but... Uh, every bike manufacturer has a version of what of we those talked about. Three platforms. Yeah, yeah. So you get to choose uh, whether you want uh, an endurance, comfortable, um, stable uh, riding uh, road bicycle, or you can get a crit bike that is going to be a little bit more raw feeling, um, faster, um, more agile, um, or you, you plop down for some. Some good money, and you you get a, a uh, an aero bike that kind of has a blending of, of the all the different features. Get a short wheel you know? base with, and with you know what's funny? I I just said you know you plop down for, you know for 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 a good aero bike. An aero bike doesn't have to be more expensive than even a crit bike. Crit bikes can be nine thousand, eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean we just did an Imanda, you know, it was a twelve thousand dollar Imanda. Yeah, you know so. Um, with all the bells and two extra whistles. Yeah, yeah. Um, Beautiful bike, though. It was. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, there's your bike. We didn't talk about drivetrains at all or, you know, electronic shifting. Oh, I love that. But, you know, we well, tease Vin about that another time. Vince has become a snob because he went from mechanical to DI2. And uh -huh. he's like, oh, I'll never go back. Oh, like, dude. You got 30 miles on it. But everyone that rides it uh -huh. loves it, yeah. loves the responsiveness, yeah. loves yeah. the quickness. Yeah. You know, you know, when I got the Monda, you know, um, and that was a $7,500 bike. It was $2,000 more for DI2 uh, electronic. And what's, what's and that's why I didn't. Go what's for amazing it. now, we talk about uh, uh, disc brakes being on all levels of road bikes. DI2 has become way more affordable. Even if you go DI2 Otegra. Yeah, prices come down. You know, it's actually it's become almost, you know, the everyday guy can get the electronic shifting. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems pretty nice. It yeah, seems, seems a couple years back when uh, I got I got most excited when the price dropped down to like forty five hundred dollars, and I know like it's forty five hundred dollars still, but forty five hundred dollars for a Di two carbon bike. Right, and I'm like, dude, we can sell these, you know, all just day long. The Di twos. <laughs> so, I think. There, there's a lot on, I mean, there's a lot on any, any bike if you start getting down to the nitty gritty and fibers and fibers per inch and electronic shifting and now wireless electronic shifting and, you know, zero cables anywhere on the bike, yeah. electronic dropper post for the mountain bike sack. So there's a, there's a lot out yeah. there on the road bikes. And we really didn't even talk about material, no. frame material today. So. Well, you know, in in last what the, in in our first few episodes, um, we did talk about carbon technology yeah. Yeah, and, and the things aluminum that and things like that. You know, so I didn't really want to rehash. No, that, yeah, no, I got se. you. I'm just saying um, that there's a lot, lot to yeah. to think about. You know, yeah. and that's and that's some of the reason that um you know you have to trust your local bike shop guys. A that, little bit that they have the knowledge to guide you to what you're looking for. Yeah, be it crit. Yeah. endurance or a combination of the two yeah. and, you know, what you're looking for in a bike. And then know that um, the more technical that the bikes get, the more technical that the bikes get. <laughs> 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 and the guys behind the curtain, you yeah. know, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to know. Yeah. And it seems like you learn or realize there's more to know every day with all the new bikes that come out and everything. Um, but, I'm going to just segue way off, way off the chart here because I just wanted to update uh, a couple of our guests that we've had in this shop, I mean, in the, in the studio and the listeners. My adventure bike is done and built up. Your adventure bike is looking pretty wicked. Yeah. So yeah, rode it the other day with, with the trailer on it, and uh, it's kind of fun. I'm actually looking forward to... Uh, the opportunity. It's really the right timing because you, again, you just hit fall. Yeah. It's not, you know, right. So temperatures can get better, and um, now it's just about life and just finding time. Time to, to get set it all aside. done. So. Yeah. So just, so JT Cameron Jonathan, the bike's up. Be looking for be looking for a a weekend here coming up for yep. to 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 test it out and see what's going on, um, and before we go. I just wanted to just do a quick teaser because I know we're going to talk more about it. But our next episode is a huge, I feel, a big milestone number. It's episode 25. Quarter century. <laughs> and when we started this at the shop talking about doing a podcast, I don't know if you thought or if I thought or if we both thought that it would come to be a weekly, everyday thing. And we look forward to our recording days and we look forward to the publication of, of the episode. So I personally wanted to thank you for being on board and going on this ride with me. Cause I actually think you posted it on Facebook one day when you, you were talked about an episode that, Hey, a guy just asked me if I wanted to do a podcast and I said, sure. What does that mean? And, <laughs> and here we are about to be 25 episodes later and 25. I mean, that's ultimately six months. Yeah. Yeah. Six months, so. crazy, and we meet once a week. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Enjoy it. Have a good time, and uh, so we're not really going to give much spoilers about next week because that one's still in the planning. But 
I'm looking forward to the next 25 and seeing what we can oh my goodness. make our first year all about. But thanks for going along on the ride with me. It's and as always, if you look right over there, you look hard enough. Yep, you can see it from here. That's the weekend. Hey, guys, get out there. Have fun. Ride a bike. Ride a kayak. Do a hike camp if you desire. Do something. Get out there and enjoy the weekend. As always, Jonathan, thank you. Adios. Buenos nachos. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. Mm-hmm.